0: Three, two, one, zero. Let's Hey guys, welcome to Rantau Hour, where we talk about all sorts of things from the perspective of an Rantau. So this is episode two of Rantau Hour and I am joined by my good friend Delia who has been in LA for the past year now, to pursue her screenwriting dreams. Yeah, would you like to introduce yourself to the four people who are listening to this?
1: To the four people who are listening to this. I think I know who those four people are.
0: Yeah, my me. mom, my grandma, and oh. <laughs> both of us. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> um, so, actually, people over here, they started calling me Delia. I'm in L.A. right now. It's really hot in L.A. right now. (laughs) I finished a screenwriting program last June. Mm. And now I'm kind of in between things, and I don't really (laughs) know what I'm doing because we're in a pandemic.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And that's how this whole thing happened. But yeah, so let's backtrack a bit. So what brought you to L.A. in the first place?
1: Well, I've always wanted to learn about Screenwriting, because like one of the things that we actually bonded over is like movies and TV. Like this is why our friendship was formed. Exactly, and back in middle school, no one was talking about it. And like just
0: to put a context to that, we
1: have known each other for so long.
0: Yeah, nine years, (laughs) ten years. Yeah, basically a decade, and it's actually through Twitter because we have a mutual friend. Exactly. Because <laughs> we have a mutual friend. So shout out to you for listening to this, but yeah, our friendship has just sustained for so long cause mostly because most yeah. of these movies and TV shows, and we, we both moved from you know, Jakarta moved out from Jakarta yeah. at around the same time, uh, like me to Melbourne and you me to the LA. Same time. And yeah, I think it was just a very, like, I was so proud of you for like, finally, because you've talked about this for Aww. so long <laughs> and you finally, yeah. And you finally made it, you know, you, you made it there.
1: I mean, I've always wanted to do it. It's been my dream since I was like in elementary school. Like I've always wanted to move to LA and pursue all these, these things. But um of course, being an only child and being yeah. a girl, there are so many things that my parents were worried about because like I obviously wanted to go to <clears throat> um college here but they wouldn't let me. And yeah. then of course after college was done, they kind of Saw that I was actually still serious about it, and this yeah. is something that I really wanted to do. Like, obviously, I was passionate about it, and of, of course, like <laughs> about three years ago, I had a YouTube channel, which <laughs> I guess kind of solidified that, like, oh, she act- she's actually passionate about this, and she's actually yeah. serious. About Even though I saw that, yeah. So after that, they were on board, and then I wasn't sure if I wanted to do grad school. Because I feel like it's such a huge commitment, especially just, like, coming out of undergrad and being, like, really tired of school.
2: Yeah.
1: So, there was this, like, one-year program. It might help me get into grad school if I wanted to.
0: Yeah, at UCLA.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's what I decided on. And my mom cried when I got accepted. Mm. But... I got (laughs) to (laughs) go
0: see ya. (laughs) So it's been your, you know, it's been a dream of yours for so long Mm -hmm. in a way it happened, you know, you moved there. What was your program like?
1: Let me just start by saying I went into it knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Like, yeah. I moved to LA, and I had a whole plan. Like, I'm a planner, so I had a whole plan, and I thought I was going to do everything that I wanted to do. Yeah. But then I got to workshop, and it's like, oh, I feel like I'm the stupidest person in oh. group. <laughs> Which I kind of... So I, I love my group. We still have workshop, like, once in two weeks. But the thing is, everyone is so... I don't want to say so far ahead of me, but there are definitely like a couple of people who are ahead of me. You know, mm. there's like one guy who has either an agent or a manager. I'm not sure. And there's yeah. another girl who's, who's the semi-finalist, um, for Nic- the Nichols fellowship. Oh, wow. And that's like the academy. <laughs> and she for sure is going to get a manager like soon. And she wrote that script, um, in our workshop. So I definitely felt like I was in a room where there are a lot of people who know how to write. And that is like exactly how I felt. And it, what really dawned on me is that you really have to believe in yourself first mm. and foremost. Like you really have to believe in yourself and you really have to think that even though these people might be writing really good stuff, you have to believe that you're all writing different stuff. And yeah. that there is room for whatever you're writing, because, like, even you know, on Netflix, like we can see stuff that are like critically acclaimed, you know, like yeah. Marriage Story. Okay, that's like huge and like, oh, you know, Oscar buzz and everything. But on the other hand, you have movies like The Kissing Booth, like, and you, you're <laughs> asking yourself, like, how does that <laughs> get made by Netflix? But you know, like, you're,
0: you're living off Kissing Booth too.
1: But that is the (laughs) truth. But that is the truth. So, like, how, how do you kind of have that mindset where you're not, like, pushed down by, like, the doubts that you have about yourself and, you know, the thoughts that are like, oh, am I good enough? Because, like, right now I feel like I'm not. Hmm. But, oh, well, I had three lectures and then I had two instructors they were all very supportive and my instructors, like, were very supportive and always, you know, like, had places. Like, you, you know, they would tell me, like, I have a different voice. I, Mm. I have a very distinct, like, dialogue, Mm. style, and, like, my characters are always very, um, what is it? Like, there's, their arcs are always there, which is very important. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, you can't help but get into that mind space where it's like, oh, like, do I have what it takes, you know? Mm. And I got to say, like, I got really hopeless, like, by the end of it, and especially because of lockdown, and you, you just feel like you're you're not going anywhere, mm. you're not doing anything. And yeah, like, you got me in a good time, because like, right now I'm doing good. <laughs>
2: That's good. (laughs) If
1: we had done this a month ago, it would have been very different. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) But yeah, but yeah, so I've just been telling myself that I really need to kind of go back to like a good place where Mm. I, you know, feel like I love movies again because like I, I, I really lost it because like I got anxious to watch movies because I feel like, mm. Oh, I can never write as good as whatever is on the screen right now, you know? Yeah. And like the only time I could really like watch a movie was when I was like in the movie theaters, but that was taken away from me. Like that was taken <laughs> away from <mine>. us.
2: <laughs> all of us. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: From all of us. And like, you don't, you don't want to go back and they're opening again. But yeah. yeah so it's like, what I hate about it is that I had to adapt moving here and then suddenly the pandemic hits and then like I have to adapt again it's like you know I feel like both of us we've had experiences where we had to adapt really quick like obviously you've like moved a couple of times like you've lived abroad a couple of times and I feel like Throughout high school and college, I had experiences where, like, they took me out of, like, my living situation and just, like, put me in the countryside for, like, a month or something. (laughs) So that really, like, put me in a headspace where it's, like, okay, like, whatever happens, like, it's it's going to be fine. You just have to kind of... Adapt? um, Figure it out and adapt. But, you know, like, mentally, this is very new. And it's not even, like, the place anymore. But it's, like, the situation. And, like, you can't really go anywhere or do anything
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you mentioned about your instructor saying that you have a you know a very distinct voice and that's what I was Mm -hmm. gonna say because you how have you incorporated your you know your background your experiences Mm -hmm. into your writing do you mostly take the essence of your own life into your own writing
1: I usually like take something that's happened to me but in a like the alternative of the events. Yeah, I can't really get into it because that's actually personal. <laughs> that was actually, that was almost like a personal thing that I was at. But, yeah. <clears throat> like, for example, I can talk about my second script. I can talk about my first script because it involves, like, a lot of other people. Yeah. <laughs> the second script that I worked on in my program, um, basically, the character, she graduated from college, but she had to move back in with her parents because, Mm. well, the situation's not great. She couldn't find a job, blah, blah, blah. And her dad is actually a a professor at a university, so she's kind of like back in that, um, what is it, like an environment where it's like, oh, college people, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I got inspired by my own situation. And so she basically acts like she's one of the students when she's not and then yeah she made her way back into college and then there she realizes that yeah you know, she needs to move on like she can't hmm. just go back to college yeah even though that's like her way of like running away from whatever she is experiencing but yeah, and I explored a lot of my like tra- traumatic stuff there. And yeah. then <laughs> my instructor, like, she unknowingly just kind of uh, therapized me a couple <laughs> of times. But I was just like, yep, that's my character, <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely like to take from my own experiences what I found um, interesting is that. Like I don't want to play on the genders or whatever, but it's it's kind of like what I've um, what um is it what I've observed is that a lot of like female writers they tend to put themselves in the story so much more explicitly than the male writers, mm. which is really interesting. And not to say that that's bad or that's good, but yeah. That's something that I've, I've observed.
0: If you can say one thing or give one tip to anyone who's interested in writing or, you know, creating a screenplay, mm-hmm. what tip would you give that person?
1: Learn a lot, <laughs> watch a lot <laughs> wow. of movies and read a lot of screenplays because this is, I, I feel like this is one of the things that I did very wrong. Well. So mm. coming into it, I thought, oh, it's not, it's not going to be that hard because one, I know the screenplay format too. I've seen a lot of movies, like it's, it's mm. gonna be fine. I haven't read that many screenplays. Like when that is. Said- <laughs> that is so stupid. Cause it's like, it's so different when you're reading a screenplay and you're watching the movie. You know, like screenplays yeah. are a lot to get through. Like it's, it's reading and like you don't really get a lot of stuff described to you it's very you know fast paced, straightforward there's a lot of dialogue but like sometimes you don't even know what are their emotions sometimes you Mm. don't even know about that except for when the writers write the description lines more clearly yeah it's it's good advice right good advice good advice (laughs) it's obvious but sometimes you know you get ahead of yourself yeah. What I really like though, all my lecturers were really great, and all my instructors were really great. If anyone wants to pursue writing, I would definitely recommend it, but you just have to understand that it's all you.
2: Mm. Like,
1: no one's there to help you. Like,
2: mm.
1: no one's gonna be there to kind of hand you the key to the kingdom. Like if you're in LA, you're going to meet so many people who are trying to make it. And it's not just writers and you might not have the same opportunities that these people have. So you have to work extra, extra hard and whatever it is, whatever you're doing. I, I'm sure that it's the same over there, but it's like even applying to jobs, that are like entry level, you're going mm. to have to fight for it. You know, it's going to be you and 800 other people or like you and 1000 other people. And the yeah. number is not going to be lower than that because it's a big city and everyone wants to move here.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Everyone's just starting to get really depressed. <laughs> listening no, to that, no, no, no.
0: <laughs> you're being realistic and it's good because that's just the reality. You just have to work smart I guess, I mean, work hard, yes, but you have to be smart about how you work. That's what I I try to say. You have been working as well, right?
1: I have. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Do you have to do taxes?
1: Yes. I'm an American. It's basically, yeah, but it was easy, though.
0: So, wait, I I didn't know you are American now, like, officially.
1: Wait, you didn't know that I'm American?
0: I know that you were born in the U.S., I know that. But, like, okay. last time we talked, it's it has always been something that is still in the air, you know? Because with your parents, a bit mm. against the idea.
1: Well, I still what, have how, my passport.
0: Yeah. So. But <laughs> does you have to choose in the end?
1: Well, <laughs> technically, <laughs> I should have, but I did not.
0: Homeland Security. If you're listening to this,
1: <laughs> well, technically, oh yeah, we shouldn't get into that. Yeah. Scared, you know? I, I was going to have to pay or up to like three thousand dollars just to revoke my American citizenship, yeah. and that is not worth it when yeah. you can just go anywhere with that passport.
0: <laughs> At one point, I think there's gonna be there's gonna come uh-huh. a time when you have to do something about uh-huh. that. And are you going to do something to know. your, you don't really? I,
1: I don't know. What I know is that I can't really go back to Indonesia with my Indonesian passport because something happened when I left.
0: <laughs> what? I, no, that's good content.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. What happened? It, it's, oh God, it's all like a big secret because here's the, here's the T Here's the tea. <laughs> a lot of. A lot of people do this like there are a lot of indonesian kids who were born somewhere else and they keep, hmm. they're keeping their passports so it's not just me yeah yeah but you know everything so yeah there are some tricks to it and hmm. like how you get out oh people are gonna hate me for saying this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: loopholes <laughs> legal, like, legal loopholes it's just
1: like a known secret like yeah Yeah, because like you can't be the only one, and I'm not the only one, and I know several people who are in the same situations. But I kind of followed what people were telling me, and yet something happened, and it wasn't like with Indonesia. It wasn't with Indonesia. It wasn't with America. It was somewhere in the middle, and then after that, I was just like, okay, so I don't really want to go home with my passport and get into trouble. I guess I'm American now and I can't <laughs> for like a long time. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you, you are legally American then. Basically. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: I'm a I'm a California resident. I haven't. Oh, ID. wow.
0: <laughs> I've <sighs> <He's> grown up. <laughs> uh, so yeah. in the middle, it's like Middle East or Singapore.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't realize you. Yeah. I thought your parents were like, no,
1: you're Indonesia. Oh, well, yeah. But now they can't really do anything about it because it wasn't even, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't yeah, my fault. Exactly. And I guess, I guess it, it's just my fate. <laughs>
0: yeah. it's fate that brought you there?
1: I can't, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs>
0: <sighs> okay. So again, talking about <laughs> Corona, COVID, yes. lockdown, quarantine, mm-hmm. you've been dating someone, right? There was a period of time when you couldn't see your significant other basically Mm -hmm. because of the dangers of COVID.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was exposed to Corona.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But is he okay now? Yeah. Okay.
1: He's okay. He's never had Corona. He was just, you know, he was exposed to it. He works closely to people who are prone to it. And then. You know, it's like, oh, the perks of dating an essential worker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It really, it was really stressful just because I don't have family here. So I consider him my family, obviously. And he is a big part of my social life. (laughs) 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 And a big part of, like, my my comfort zone. So not being able to see him and, like, just sucked
2: <laughs> yeah yeah Definitely and it, it went that. on
1: for like a month and a half and it could have went on for even longer if-
2: <laughs> <laughs> just-
1: i've been oh my god i've been today has been like the most boring day ever nothing's yeah. been happening i went grocery shopping, did my laundry and it was just so hot that i couldn't do anything i was just like waiting for this <laughs> 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 this this is the most exciting part of my day
0: <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. How do you usually keep yourself entertained or you know like when during covid how 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 no, how is your day like
1: <laughs> you can't put this you can't put this answer in it's awful you, this is This is why I told you like it was like a real achievement for me to watch insecure to actually binge it because like yeah. I haven't been doing that a lot like the yeah. things that I could watch. That doesn't give me anxiety was reality TV show because I know they're dumb and stupid and not applicable to my life. Aww. But like that's why like I was really scared watching like the first episode of Insecure and I was just yeah. like oh shit what if that's me at 29 and I was just like ah. Yeah.
0: But you finished it and you enjoyed it and you're glad oh, you watched it, it, right?
1: I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, I. I, I already knew that I was going to like it. I've actually watched, like, an episode with my roommate before. Yeah, I've never watched it from the beginning to end. And yeah. it's it's literally the kind of show that I want to write. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just kind of still trying to find what it is that I'm trying to write, you know? Because yeah. you've watched Rami.
0: Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> And Which yeah. I think is
0: very relatable to people like us
1: oh yeah yeah just like being muslims in another what is it like
0: western world that's, yes yeah. not
1: west world but that's western. a whole other
0: show western world
1: <laughs> western world yeah
0: i feel like you you have a very unique point of view that you can yeah. like there's there's <laughs> at least one great tv show out of your life i feel like at least one.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Because, like, I ended up maybe writing, like, 10 pages of that pilot that I was talking to you about. It's going to be, like, something yeah. like Insecure, something like Grammy a little yeah. bit. And it just sounds a little bit too innocent at times. Really? It almost sounds like she's kind of dumb, you know?
2: Because,
1: uh... I don't know, maybe maybe it's me. Maybe I'm a little bit dumb. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit like, same time, like I'm going through shit, but on the surface level, I'm very much like, oh, yeah, totally.
0: (laughs) You know, you never know, like writing sometimes without you really knowing shows you some sliver of truth that you just didn't realize.
1: Exactly. In
0: your life. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah, but it's like, it's really cringy when you read your own stuff and you're like, oh, I'm... Mm. I'm projecting so much right now. And like when you're in a workshop group and you're projecting, it's like, I hope (laughs) they don't know that I'm writing about myself.
0: (laughs) Talking about writers, like when it comes to representation, you know, female representation, Asian representation, how's, how's that like in your environment?
1: So when I was in my program, um, the only time that I could like, like I get to see everyone, that's in my screenwriting program. Cause like there is a screenwriting program, writing for TV and then acting for the camera and something else. I think like there are a couple, yeah. but obviously I only saw the people of the screenwriting um, yeah. program. And in that room, the majority of those people were white. And mm-hmm. I don't think that it's disproportionate when it comes to, like, men and women. Yeah. But there is definitely little diversity, I want to say. Like, Mm. in my own workshop group, we had three Asians and then someone who came from Brazil, but, like, he's been here for a while. Aside from that, like, I didn't really see a lot of black people or, Let's see ex people. Yeah. There aren't many of them, as many of them as like the white people in Asians.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, makes your voice even more distinct, I would say.
1: Yeah. But sometimes I feel like it's too distinct 'cause like <laughs> there aren't a lot of Indonesians over here. Like every single time I'm like meeting a new person, they're like, I've never met one before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you met uh f- I forgot her name. Uh Speaking of Indonesians in Hollywood, I thought you met Leafy Zhang.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I think it was her. Cause it was she went to USC. That place was hella close to USC. <laughs> it could really be her. Yeah. But we don't know. I should have just Went over and you know network exactly. Just embarrass myself like no. We get mistaken as Filipinos, like mm. Indonesians over here. We get mistaken as Filipinos.
0: I've yeah. been mistaken for <laughs> a Filipino as well.
1: <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, I think that is actually really funny though, because like not a lot of us migrate, immigrate right? Exactly. There's like a small population. I don't know about Australia because it's so much closer.
2: Yeah.
0: Well,
1: But like over here, like compared to the other Asians, I want to say.
0: Yeah. Cause Melbourne little... is definitely like, there's a lot of Indonesians, but there are, I, th- I feel like there are more Malaysians
2: mm, and okay. yeah.
0: And a lot of more, a lot more Vietnamese people. Cause The Vietnamese, I think came in the eighties actually, like uh, a bunch of them came in the eighties, so that's why in, yeah, it's not only Vietnamese, it's the Greek as well, the Italian. Mm -hmm. So you see different parts of the city kind of termed as little Italy or little Greek, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I find Indonesians in like the random at the randomest places ever. So one time there was like this lady who called and we have caller ID. Mm. And her last name was Wirawan. And I was just like, okay, this is like an Indonesian person, obviously. And then there was like this pair of twins who are like half white. So they don't look Indonesian at all. But they were yeah. very like, yeah, my last name is Sukacho, And I was like, <laughs> you're so lying right now. Like there is no <laughs> way you're so white. But apparently, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so would you say you, you kind of miss socializing with other Indonesians then?
1: I don't. But I I now have like an Indonesian friend, but we're like very in sync in terms of like the way we think and all of yeah. that. So it's it's really different. It's definitely yeah. really different. Like we click like right away, and it's like oh, you know, but, you know, you're gonna be friends. <laughs> yeah. <That's true. laughs> yeah.
0: Has it been a year for you?
1: It's almost been a year. It's so weird. So. I moved back in September 18th of last year. I think I arrived on that date. So in a little bit, it'll be a year. And it's it's so weird because it feels like it's been forever. But at the same time, it feels like it's only been like a month in a way. Of course. Do you feel like that?
0: Yeah, it's for me, it's been... One and a half years, really, because I moved to Melbourne in April, yeah. in like early yeah. April. and It's, yeah, I it's that. September now. So it's been, you know, let's say it's been a year. What has changed in Delia? Okay, let's uh, just backtrack as well, because I think <laughs> both of us have always had this American dream since we were a kid, right? Oh, yeah. Going to the U.S., making it, oh, yes. you know. Making it. <laughs> <laughs> but then eventually, at least for me personally, that just kind of eroded as yours on you know his past uh mostly because of what happens there politically Uh you know you've you moved there and you've been there a year has your point of view of america changed since you've been there
1: um definitely i mean i've been seeing this on like social media as it's, it's a lot of people have said like i don't understand how like people make well not people but like how people think living in America is so great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's, in a way, that's kind of true. Like, there are so many things that are just exhausting about living mm. here. And it's not as pretty as you see in movies and TV shows. Like, it's not, <laughs> like, it's not as clean as the one. <laughs> and, like, LA is so different. But, like, coming here, like, I already knew about that. But I feel like yeah. people who've never been to LA would, like, Think that it's like this beautiful place where you know there are beautiful people everywhere. And I would say that there are beautiful people everywhere, but there's also like this huge homeless population that you see yeah. everywhere.
0: One last question for you. Okay. If you can give advice to Delia in twenty nineteen before she moved to the US, what would you what would you tell her?
1: Be very confident. Hmm. And, I don't know, don't let, you know, your self-doubt get to you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and, and, like, always remember what you came here for. And yeah. always remember that, even though, you know, things are tough sometimes, like, you're still in LA. Like, you're still there. You're still, like, in a place where there are a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And that's not, like that's still there. Like, that's not going to go away from you because yeah. yeah, again, like sometimes you doubt yourself too much and it's like, you kind of lose that focus and you kind of forget why you're here in the first place.
0: That's a great, great advice. And I think it's totally yeah. relatable. So thank you very much for coming to this, ah. to whatever this is. <laughs>